Today, I want to start off this first show with what I do, who I am, a little bit about what I do. Again, I'm Zach Mason. I was born in Orangeburg, South Carolina. I am a poet. I do spoken word, Christian spoken word, poetry, and I've been doing it for eight years or so. And in that time, I've learned that poetry is such a beautiful tool. It's such a beautiful thing to see people impacted by the use of language and by what you say and what you find to be valuable to you and the life experiences that you have. So I'm going to start this show off just by sharing one of my favorite poems with you all. It's the poem I get requested to do the most. And we're going to take this poem and we're going to use this poem to talk about what we want to talk about today. All right. So this poem is called Barabbas. And if you're unfamiliar, Barabbas is a character in the Bible. Of course, when Jesus was going to get crucified back during those times, the people were allowed to choose one person who was set for crucifixion for a pardon. They got the chance to vote for who they wanted to remove from the cross. And when Pontius Pilate asked the people, did you want to free Jesus? Like, did you want to take Jesus off the cross? The people said, no, give us Barabbas. And Barabbas is the one who is known as a notorious thief during that time and so the people chose to let go a notorious thief and evildoer instead of an innocent Jesus Christ and so this poem is really about that moment and what that moment choosing what we want and what we like over Jesus looks like through that situation so here we go here's my poem Barabbas enjoy I was nine when I got into my first fight. It's as if he saw the blood covering me from mama's prayers, because every time he looked at me, all he could see was red. So he made it his objective to always keep me blue. It's as if he knew just the right angle to come from, appearing too obtuse for me to know the beginning and the end, yet so small and perfectly crafted for me, it was uh, cute to me. I admit with every click, he shifted my intent. I didn't know his goal was to have soul control of me from the start. They jumped me, lust exposed me, my unborn faith was aborted and my sensuality was forever distorted. What are you supposed to do when you turn out all the lights and they throw just enough shade on that name to block out the sun and there's no peace in the eye of the storm because the eye of the storm is yours. Imaginations of women I wish I never saw were plastered on the windows of my soul and the lamp of my body was darkened by the light of a computer screen. One night, became weeks and weeks became months and months became 16 years same time same places same sights different faces reeling between feelings concealing instead of dealing the aroma of my worship was secrets of many degrees I was supposed to be able to stop whenever I wanted to the last time was supposed to be the last time I was in tears when I was at the altar rededicating my life to him so it was supposed to last I locked myself away I admit I'm enslaved I finally want change now that I'm alone in this cage. And then the same ones who jumped me the first time grabbed me and dragged me to where I thought sure was going to be my death. And as we got before the crowd, they loosed me when I thought sure they were going to noose me. As I walk away and try to untangle my mind, I hear the crowd yelling, crucify him. I surf my way to the front and see the face of a man who knew no sin, the face of a man so focused on something I can't see. It's as if he had already left here and as his eyes moved and unintentionally, intentionally locked with mine, I saw me. I saw everything I've ever done, everything I was about to do, everything I robbed him of, and every time I rejected his touch to enjoy my own, I saw me. Barabbas. I was the one who always picked myself 
over Jesus Christ. As I tried to gather the words to yell to him, hoping that he could hear my cry with blood clogging his ears, I screamed, Lord, forgive me for what I've done, for enjoying the very things you're dying to free me from. I admit to going down a road you never created, for constantly going in cycles when your blood has already washed me thoroughly. Lord, I won't stop coming to church, but I will stop acting saved and pretending like I'm happy. Lord, save my soul. And I thought I was the only one this innocent man was ever going to have to die for. But the wrong man died that day, so the right men and women could die to themselves today. But you must know that you can't do it on your own. No matter how anointed you are, how much confidence you got in yourself, you desperately need him. Don't come in here and act like you don't, because you receive so well in this zone. And then once you get pressed out there, you leave the rock God called out for you, and you run back into the safety of man. How can we not witness after what we've witnessed? How can we bind hands that have been loosed by heaven? How can we love God and not keep his commandments? And when you stop going down the straight and narrow right before you get to the point God has for you, All you're left with is I. So what you going to do? What you going to do when it's just you? No pastor preaching to you, no apostle laying hands on you, no church member around to hug you, and no worship song playing to get you going. What you going to do? What you going to do when it's just you and him, and you got to choose between your will and his, suffering for him or serving yourself between your touch and his? What you going to do when the devil comes to you with that same old temptation he's been fighting you with to snatch that word right up out your chest? What you going to do? When you got to choose between the weight of bondage and death and the weight of his glory and freedom. When will you believe that your complicated problems have a simple answer? When will who the sun sets free is free indeed be stronger than the temptation of what you're addicted to? The secret of secret sin is not secret sin, is that it comes from a secret heart. Allow God to deal with your secrets today. Because if you walk out that door without getting everything God has for you, if you leave here without a refreshed commitment to everything that Jesus Christ died for to promise you, if you leave out of here without true freedom that can only be found in Jesus Christ, the end. Thank you. Like I said, that is one of the most requested poems that I have people absolutely love that poem and I do too because it exposes a lot of things that go on inside of us and it really details and outlines what it's like for us when we choose what we want over what God wants for our lives or what God's will is for our lives and so my question for you today is very simple because I don't want to do a show or have a show that passes by where you just listen to me you get super motivated and you feel good in your feelings and then when the show is over you have nothing to think about you have nothing to apply to your life that no change happens let me go ahead and ruin some of you all's theology right now let me go ahead and ruin some of your thought process right now god will not and god cannot do anything without us i'm gonna let that breathe for a moment all right i'm gonna let that breathe God cannot and will not do anything without us. God will not. I don't care what blessing you can think about. I don't care what action you try to think about. I want to ask you, if there were no people, could God bless you? If there were no people, could God bless you? If there was no you, could God deliver you? (laughs) You know what I mean? If there was no you, could God use you? 
to speak healing to somebody or to lay hands on somebody and do that. Can would God be able to pay your bill miraculously by some stranger giving you money if there was no stranger or nobody to fulfill that action? God influences man and persuades men to perform and to do his will on the earth. If we don't cooperate, God can't get anything done. And that is why so much is going on right now. That's why we see things the way they are. We see things the way they are because somebody somewhere is not fulfilling what God has for them to do. And so I want to let you know that you cannot keep receiving messages and you cannot keep looking to just get your feelings off big and built up and strong because at the end of the day you're going to have to put your hand to the plow and not turn back you're going to have to walk away from what we're dealing with and walk away from these struggles and walk away from these same old battles that we've been fighting and not look back to them we are going to have to step in and step up and do something in order to change our current state of living our current state of mind our current residence um, our current address and by address, I mean, we have to change where we are. We have to literally look and analyze and see where I am in life and how do I get to my next level? Because God is all about elevation and preparation and moving you forward and helping you to become and helping to complete you as a person and helping to build your character and helping to build you as the person that you naturally even sometimes feel like being. It's really hard to say this, but we just have to realize that we're lazy and God cannot use someone who is super, super, super lazy. I know we say God can use anybody, but God cannot use somebody who is not willing to work. If you are not willing to work, if you aren't willing to do it, God cannot use you. I hate to break the news to you, but God cannot use you and God's not going to beg you to be used by him. It should be an honor to do the will of the Lord anyway. But a lot of times we're just lazy or we get fearful for whatever reason. So what I want to encourage you first with is to know, don't think God is going to make all this work just because you heard it. And I'm telling you that you're all these great things. You're going to have to believe them. You're going to have to think right. You're going to have to do right. And you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight. So before we get into this message, before we get in there, go ahead and get in your mind that I've got a fight on my hands if I want to be free. And my freedom is worth fighting for. I mean, we see it all over the country. We see it all over the world. Freedom is worth fighting for. Freedom is worth fighting for. And your freedom is worth fighting for. So let's continue. My show is all about giving you the real and making sure that you do actions and that you do what you need to do and that you change in the way that you need to change so that you can be all that God has designed you to be. All that you want to be in life, you can become. You can become everything that God has shown you that you can be. You have it. And I just want to make sure that you maximize your potential. So the thing that I want to focus on out of all the things that were said, take everything that you want. I really want to ask what is it that we're struggling with? You know, that thing that we continuously pick over what we know we should do over and over again. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's even something that's not negative. Like maybe it's I just choose my own happiness over making sure that uh, my job's goals get met. You know, um, everything that we choose still has to line up with, you know, what God wants for us. And I just want to make sure that we're not choosing anything over what God's will really is. And I think that when it comes to things that we struggle with, the depression, fear, anxiety, lust, 
you know, different things that we struggle with. I think the issue comes in is that we don't really see it as us making a choice over God or that we're choosing that pleasure over God. And so what I want to do is I don't want to talk too much about just the action, because before we address the action, we have to address what the real problem is. And the real problem is who we think we are, how we see ourselves. And because we don't see ourselves correctly, we act accordingly. And because we don't think of ourselves correctly, we act accordingly. Remember, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Or as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so when your thought process isn't right and when your knowledge and who of, of who you are and who God created you to be isn't right, it's hard for you to do the right action. So we're not going to focus on actions today. We're going to focus on you today. I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to motivate you and empower you to do what you need to do to let go, to be completely free. It's too much going on in this world for us to be bound and to be stuck and to be trying to figure out what's going on and to be shaken up by every piece of news and every bit of information that we get. We are literally more moved by social media and bad news than we are by good news and than we are by God himself. So I really just want to encourage you today to overcome the things that we say we are struggling with. We're all in this together. We all have something that we're battling with. And I want to encourage you in that battle and equip you to win that war always. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump into what we need to do before we fix these actions.